On this week's show, we wish you a Merry Christmas. Welcome to Pop Goes the Culture Podcast for Saturday, December the 23rd. It's our Christmas episode. Uh, yeah, you go again, we're just a few guys from the Midwest. We're talking pop culture news, telling stories, taking comments, and whatever uh, just whatever comes to us here. Uh, my name is Joey Mills. I'm with GeekDad.com. I'm Kitty Wright with Freedom Hydrographics. I'm Dustin Stafford with Springfield Landscapes and Stafford Lawn Care. And other fine establishments. Very yeah. fine establishments. And many other fine establishments. And then overworking the controls today is Odin. Odin, give us a wave. There he is. All right. What is going on, guys? It's been a busy week. Uh, we're a week out from having seen uh, Last Jedi and recording that. I know Christmas is coming up. What have you guys been up to this week? Not a whole lot. Just getting ready, spending too much money, and uh, trying to figure out new stocking stuffers to, to differ from last year, I think. Yeah. I've been busy as I'll get out because everybody's getting a hold of me. They're like, oh, no, Christmas is only in a few days. Could you do this for me? And I was like, yes, I can. You'll get to me tomorrow. And I'm like, all right, I'm not doing anything else. They'll be like, could you do a cup for me for my wife? Yeah, I can do it. Like, no more people. Yeah. All right, well, again, this is our Christmas episode. Um, we are going to be talking uh, at length about uh, our Christmas pop culture, Christmas list, wish list. Uh, but before we do, we're going to take care of some business and talk about some of the headlines from this week. There's not a whole lot to talk about because it's Christmas, and so everybody was kind of uh, keeping things quiet, it seems like. Uh, we did have uh, Paramount has announced they're making a third G.I. Joe movie that's going to drop in March of 2020. Uh, according to Paramount, it's going to be a continuous Continuation or part of a, a series from the first two films, uh, the latest which I know starred The Rock and I think had Bruce Willis in it as well. Um, additionally, Paramount has announced a Micronauts film for 20, October of 2020. Micronauts, uh, the small toys, I don't know if you guys remember them. I just um, looked them up to try to remember what they were and I was like, you know, I don't remember these. <laughs> which I is mean, funny because you were a big collector yeah, of everything, action figures. So. I, I was like, surely I would have come across these, you know, but I, I don't remember what, them at all. What year did the Micronauts come out? It was late 70s, early 80s, I believe, so I didn't, I've never even heard of it. Yeah. Well, speculation is, and I know that this has kind of been rumored before, that they're trying to tie together all of the Hasbro, the toy company film universe, um, which was announced a few years ago. Um, in a partnership with Paramount Pictures. Uh, they recently, as recently as October, actually, they had a former Paramount and Fox film executive has been brought in to head what they're calling All Spark Pictures. Um, this universe, again, would include things like G.I. Joe and the Micronauts, uh, Visionaries, Mask, and ROM, uh, all of which were not nearly as popular as G.I. Joe and Transformers and those things. Oh, I um, love Mask. I, I still have... Probably 15 of the vehicles on a shelf at the house just sitting there because I, I loved them because they were all, you know, cars. I love cars. Right. They're the ones so, that had, like, the top would pop up and they'd shoot yeah, something they, out of the headlights. Yeah, or, different stuff. And, yeah, so I love them. I'm kind of excited to see a mass movie if they do one. You had one. I think it was with the 57 Chevy. It was kind of blue or yep. greenish color. It had flames on it. Do you remember that at no, all? No, I don't. I I, you probably took it from me. I probably did. <laughs> it was cool. It's sitting up on my shelf. <laughs> I, 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 I still got it. 
today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's unclear exactly how the Transformers films are going to fit into the mix with all of these. Um, also announced in this uh, deal with uh, Paramount and the AllSpark films that there's a, a new, I don't know if it's a reboot or a new Dungeons & Dragons film that'll be coming out in 2021. Um, Hasbro has done, you know, recently the films like Ouija, uh, Battleship, My Little Pony. Um, so work's being done in so, this. So yes. Hasbro Games made a Ouija board. They made, they own the official Ouija board and they actually made, a, I think, a couple movies now they've done with the Ouija so they board. made the move. They made. That. They were involved with Paramount in making those movies. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. So I don't think those would necessarily tie into GI Joe, <laughs> but uh, GI Joe well, plays Ouija board. Yeah. You know that's good. Like you said, the Transformers. I'll be honest with you. I'm all Transformer out. You know, I don't know if another movie. I would almost be more excited if there was like a long like Transformer cartoon. Right. I would almost watch that over these new. You want to go back I mean, to the Thundercats. There's a lot of things we could do. Yeah, I was kind of thinking that when they announced this, that it would be more of a hard reset if they were going to try to put all these together. I didn't think that it would be, you know, I know they've talked about, oh, we've got enough material to do another 30 Transformers movies, which, you know, whatever. But yeah, I thought when they were talking about doing a new G.I. Joe and kind of tying these together, it would be a new, it'd be a new start. It wouldn't necessarily be some of that old stuff uh, carrying over. But apparently they're, they're carrying over at least the G.I. Joe franchise and starting up with the Micronauts and bringing some of these others in. It'll be interesting to see, you know, the Transformers movies haven't been that good. They've been nice to look at, but they haven't very big, been very yeah. good movies. So um, you could easily swap out the generic army guys in those for G.I. Joe if you have that franchise going. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's not unheard of. I know in comics, um, it's been, you know, they've put Hasbro properties together for different things. Uh, I think IDW actually has an ongoing uh, line right now with uh, Transformers and G.I. Joe and stuff. So to see that play together in, in the in the toy box is one thing. To see it come together in comics is another. To see yeah. it on the big screen, I don't so know. So the G.I. Joes ride the My Little Ponies in. Into battle. Yeah. yeah. I get it. Against the Transformers yep. and the Micronauts. And I can see that. I might watch that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the ponies. Somebody's using the Ouija board in the mask cars, and yeah, great. Yeah, it's the like demons in the mask. I want to see your movie. Yeah. <laughs> It'd probably be better than what they've got going on. Uh, another piece of news uh, from this week in entertainment and in pop culture. There has been a lot more talk recently of the Venom movie that they're working on. Uh, Venom, of course, is a Spider-Man. Um, well, within the Spider-Man universe, it's the the symbiote from outer space that you know attaches at first to Peter Parker, and that's where he has the black. Spider-Man suit that we remember from the 90s uh, and then it separates and becomes the, the villain Venom. Uh, there was a short or it was kind of shoehorned into uh, Spider-Man 3 with Tobey Maguire. It didn't it didn't come across very well. No, I was kind of disappointed because Venom is like one of my favorite. From yeah, that Venom's, whole a, thing. Venom's a Venom's a Todd McFarlane creation. So yeah, you've got you know kind of the same line as Spawn and those types of visually how they look and feel and how they play out. You know, um, Venom is going to be played by Tom Hardy. So as long as he's not wearing a breathing mask, the whole thing doesn't sound like Bane. You know. <laughs> Although that could be an interesting yeah. film, too. They got yeah, we've already talked yet, so don't say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a couple others. Uh, Woody Harrelson is supposed to be involved in the film, Michelle Williams. Uh, the story is supposed to be taken from a number of different comic stories involving Venom. Um, but the big news, I guess, to me at least, is that this is not going to, at least not right now, uh, tie into or incorporate into the Spider-Man films that just got kicked off again earlier this year with Spider-Man Homecoming uh, featuring Tom Holland. So you're not looking at Venom in Spider-Man 
Avengers world, which means Venom's not really going to be playing in Marvel's, you know, with the Avengers and that kind of stuff. Well, I thought I heard, like, some people talking that with kind of with the Justice League and that, I know this is a different, this is right. you know, DC as opposed to Marvel, but it, they're almost thinking that this next wave of Marvels and next wave whatever is going to try to do more standalone as opposed to telling an epic long right. story just because they seem to maybe do a little better or something, I don't know. But. Yeah, yeah, it, it'll be interesting. It, it, you know, they like you said, to your point, Marvel has had some standalone films, but they've all had that connecting thread run through them. Um, so Venom is part of the Spider-Man package deal that was sold, and Sony owns the rights to that. So rather than, I guess, Sony played with Spider-Man and Marvel working together on production and distribution, and it worked really well. Um, but I think Sony's saying they want to take a stab at Venom on their own. I can see why, because, I mean, look at the track record of the Spider-Man movies. Yeah, people will go see them, but they're not like, these are the greatest things <laughs> ever. You know, maybe they want to be like, look, let's, we're going to do our own thing and see if we, you know, we either succeed on our own or we fail on our own. And, you know, maybe that's their thing. Well, and their and their moneymaker is going to be Spider-Man. So well, if I got, you want to make sure that something's going right, you'll work with Marvel on Spider-Man and then you'll play a little bit of your own with, yeah. with some of these other I'm a little movies. burned out on Spider-Man. I think it was poor Toby, but... You know, he burnt me out on the third one, and I, I just haven't got back into Spider-Man phase since. Did since you watch the one that came out earlier this year? No. Oh, you'll have no. to borrow it from me. It's pretty good. It was actually a lot better than I thought it would I did be. watch, uh, oh, what was the one he got introduced into the, the Avengers? The Captain America one? Yeah. 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 So I watched that one, but, uh, yeah. you know... It, it's not a standalone, so right. I oh, know that homecoming man. That was it was a probably movie. the best one for me ever. I mean, yeah. it, there's always going to be like the first of all. You know, like going with the Hulk and that everybody hates those movies. I think it's cool just to see that on the screen. But staying with the Spider Man, you know, I like the first one just because. Hey, we it got was the first time. Yeah, we like got Spider Man. Sweet, but man, that homecoming that was. That's some thinking in that. There's a lot of stuff that I was just like, whoa, you know, and I, I liked it a lot. So Yeah, it was, a, it was a good movie. I enjoyed it. Give uh, me all the Spider-Man movies. I don't care. <laughs> the good thing that they're saying, uh, director has hinted, uh, and I don't know if this is something that he's trying to confirm. I don't know if he's trying to push the studio this way, but it, they're talking about it being a, a hard R like Logan has been, like Deadpool. So it won't be the family movie. You you know, you'll go take the family to see Spider-Man um, or watch the Avengers and see Spider-Man show up in that. But this is going to be one of those, it sounds like, that's more in line with, again, like a Deadpool or I can't argue with the naked success, you know. What's that? Naked Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah there will be no spider penis in this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't you know. Don't, there, will, there will be some, probably be a lot of gore, I imagine. Like Deadpool, Ed Deadpool pretty, had a little of everything. So. <laughs> it did. De Deadpool was something yeah, else. Ryan, Re Ryan Reynolds' butt and stuff. <laughs> it's like, come on, we don't even see that. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> that was for the ladies. <laughs> exactly. If, if the ladies came with you, if you brought your wife, here you go. So that's what's going on in uh, entertainment news this week in pop culture. Uh, we do have a, one more piece uh, that we're going to talk about in other news. This is from the Clarion Ledger in Byram, Mississippi. I'll read the story, and you guys just, whenever you feel like jumping in and hollering or stopping me, feel free to do so. Uh, here is the story from Teresa Appel with the Clarion Ledger. To save Christmas, boy calls 911 on the Grinch. It's actually a story of saving Christmas from the Grinch. Tylon Pittman, a five-year-old Byron boy, knew he was too little to take on the Grinch all by himself. So having identified the threat, he took action. 
So let's just stop right there. This five-year-old is having none of the Grinch stealing his Christmas this year. It's kind of adorable. It's <laughs> kind of badass. Is what it is. He's put drawing a line in the sand and be like, there's no Grinch coming down my tree and stealing my stuff. I mean, I can't do anything about it, but I will get people that will. And so he did. Tyron, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah, Does ahead. he have an ad, Do we have an address for the location that he called? Uh, we can find it, I'm sure. It's not in this article, but I'll well, bet you I'm if just we saying if he has been prone to theft in the past the Grinch or Tylon Tylon seen seen theft like the neighbors got robbed yesterday <laughs> and now the Grinch is threatening to steal Christmas I can understand it that's could why be he, it could be he recognized the Grinch <laughs> <laughs> I know that guy that's, un- that's my uncle <laughs> so Tylon called 911 to report that he did not want the Grinch to come steal his Christmas Tylon recapped the call he made Saturday night, unbeknownst to his family. <laughs> so, so they didn't know. It's because they left him alone. I'm telling you, the address is in the ghetto somewhere. It has to be. Well, here's what Tylon says, quote, 911 said 911, and guess what happened? We know what happened, Tylon. Uh, what happened was the Byron police officer, Lauren Devell, heard about it and wanted Tylon to know that his holiday was safe. Quote, our dispatcher posted a status on Facebook that she had received a call from a little boy, and he told her he thought the Grinch was coming to steal his Christmas, she said. Uh, I asked her to send me the address. So she knows the address. We don't have it here, but... <laughs> we'll give her a call. She, it sounds like she may have... This may, she may be familiar when she heard the address. Like, okay, that's not the Grinch. That's, it's not that's, the first time he's called, either. That's crackhead Steve. That's not the Grinch coming down the, kid, the chimney. <laughs> when the family heard someone at the door late Saturday night and then saw a flashlight outside, they didn't know what to think. You know what they thought? That's crackhead Steve. Peeping <laughs> through the windows again. Yeah. Trying to get some meth money. <laughs> exactly. When they finally answered the door, there was Devel, a petite blonde who grew up loving the Grinch movie and who more than once in her life had been compared to the beloved character Cindy Lou Who. Oh, that's not something you put in a real news story. <laughs> that was so wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Who peeped through the window? Apparently the officer did. But seen a blonde-headed girl? No, the officer was the blonde-headed girl. Tylon's family got a knock on the door and saw somebody with a flashlight shining in their window. But so they, they didn't open it. They looked No, they the peeked out first. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They've had this, this story. They know how this works. Now. This story's coming you get, a, you get somebody knocking on your door late on a Saturday night, you you know that it's usually not a good well, situation. There's a, there's a cop knock, and that's when you don't answer the door. <laughs> there's always a cop knock. It's boom, boom, boom. Ding dong. So if you, you know. You sound like you're familiar with this story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're getting a little bit inside into Dusty again. VR hookers last week and now this. I'm telling you. That's why they didn't answer the door. When they finally answered the door. So yeah, it probably took them a while. They were hiding. Don't answer. It's cop knock. When they finally answered the door, there was Devel, a petite blonde. And we just read that part of the story. It, quote, it was kind of, I kind of. I'll try this again. I kind of find it really funny. Every Christmas morning, my dad wears these Grinch pants, she said with a smile on Sunday. It's his favorite movie. Growing up and seeing the Grinch every Christmas was my favorite thing. So, yeah, she's... uh she she's not uh, doesn't roll through this neighborhood a lot. I think <laughs> she's telling this story. So that was the so officer lady. Again? Yeah, that was the blonde okay. officer. Tylon's brother, Tadera Dwayne Graves, is in the Air Force. He's home for the holidays for the first time in four years, and he had the presence of mind to catch the interaction on video. I'm guessing he's the only one that opened the door, too. Yeah, I <laughs> like, hope so. You're in the military. You go answer the door. He put the videos on Facebook thinking his family and friends would enjoy the funny interaction between his brother and Devell. Well, we'll have to look for that and see if we can post it on our social media. Yeah, absolutely. I cannot make this up, he posted. My five-year-old brother called the police and said that the Grinch is stealing people's Christmas and he didn't want him to steal his, so they really came to our house. 
because they thought it was Crackhead Steve. That's not the Grinch. <laughs> Quote, the Grinch is not coming to steal your Christmas. I won't let that happen, DeVille said to Tylon. I've got Crackhead Steve in the back of the cruiser. It's all right. That's not in the story. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, that wasn't part of the quote. Tylon told DeVille that he had seen the video on Facebook. He showed her the video and told her he watches all of the videos about the Grinch. So the Vin- Grinch is in a lot of videos, I guess. I don't know. It's I only dad, know of a couple. The dad in his pants is in a lot of videos. Yeah, apparently, DeVille's dad wearing his Grinch pants is in a lot of the videos here. DeVille said she was pretty sure Byron Police Department could handle that request. You thought the Grinch was going to steal your Christmas for real? Tylon's mother asked him. The boy nodded solemnly. He steals everybody's Christmas. You <laughs> You don't dress Craighead Steve with nobody's Christmas. You know, this kid needs to watch a little closer because all this happens on like a snowflake city or something. I mean, we just watched the Grinch the other night. So. He, he missed that part of it. He came in about, you know, he was taking a shower, taking a bath, getting ready for bed. He comes in. He thought it was a news report, like it was cops or something. He's like, wait a minute. On Sunday, Tylon explained further what he will do if he runs across the green man himself. I'm going to say, put your hands behind your back and get down on the ground. Then when he gets on the ground, I'm going to say, why are you stealing Christmas, he said. Then I'll shoot it. <laughs> then I'll kill him dead. There actually is a Grinch that's, that runs around town. I think he's over in Europe or something. Have you seen the videos? No. Oh, yeah. We'll you'll have to look, have to look it up. Yeah. It's, uh, he, he does some funny shit, man. It's hilarious. You'll have to Google it. Yeah, we'll see if we can find some of that. Huh. Tylon probably got beaten for calling 911 It's not in the story, but I'm yeah. guessing on Sunday, Tylon couldn't sit down. After, the, smi- after the smiles were wiped away, Tylon's in big trouble. <laughs> Once the camera yeah. got put away, yeah. Tom knocks on the door, Dad's flushing his shit down the door. <laughs> exactly. Boy, you, <laughs> you owe me two grand. <laughs> the little guy who wants to be a cop when he grows up may have won the hearts of Byron Police Department, and DeVell said she's definitely going to make sure Tylon's Christmas isn't ruined by the Grinch. But she pointed out it's worth remembering that in the story, saving Christmas Christmas also involves saving the Grinch. I would be I would be the one who would go out and try to find the Grinch and try to open up his heart to the joys of Christmas, DeVell said. Yeah, I wouldn't and be trying to find your kid to be going out to strange <laughs> yeah. people. So wait a minute. If you can't beat him, join him. Is that the police? <laughs> I think that's what you Is saying. that the rules? She's saying that if she saw the Grinch, she would try to open his heart after she no, tased him and put the, him on the ground. I was saying the boy wanted to be a police officer when he grew up. So right. it's like, can't beat him, join him. <laughs> I guess so. He, he knows what it's like calling the 911. He's seen the cops haul people away before, I'm guessing. And so, uh, he decided, Dad, probably in his ranch <laughs> or, pants. Or Crackhead Steve, one of the two. So that is the news for this week. A couple things in pop culture history. On December 24th, Christmas Eve, which is tomorrow from us. If you're listening to this, it's either today or yesterday for you. Uh, in 1955, NORAD tracked Santa Claus for the first time, starting what became an annual tradition. So that started in 1955. NORAD started tracking Santa. And yeah, then, I still like that today. Yeah, and then uh, also on December 24th, 1968, the Apollo 8 broadcast from orbit that there is a Santa Claus. So I guess they must have ran into him or seen him up there. They, they were they were never there. I didn't know he got that far out. <laughs> it's a conspiracy. It is. So Santa Claus. Does that mean there are extraterrestrials and he's out giving Christmas to all the extraterrestrial people? I don't, I don't know how they knew what they knew. Hmm. I don't know what they saw. I didn't think Santa flew that high in the sleigh. Either I, that I guess or the, he had to. I don't know. Well, it could be the oxygen level were way too high and they may have saw what they thought was Santa Claus. I'm telling you, they were never there. To <laughs> and then on Christmas,
Christmas Day, December 25th in 1941, Bing Crosby debuted White Christmas on his weekly radio show. White Christmas the song, not the movie. White Christmas is far and away the best-selling single of all time, moving over 50 million copies in physical and digital world copies worldwide. I do enjoy hearing that song every year. <laughs> would you, would you sing cinnamon. it? <laughs> would you have what? what? What was that? That was not White Christmas. <laughs> you have not seen Hostels on the Hill yet? Apparently not. Oh, oh my gosh, you are in for a treat, my friend. <laughs> what is Hostels on the <laughs> The new bad lip reading oh. Star Wars poof. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, I, it is I haven't hilarious. clicked on it, but I saw it. Yeah. Oh. You're, you're, as soon as you watch it, you will not help but just cry <laughs> laughing. I love all those. Those are oh, so yeah. funny. Oh, yeah. Does that have anything to do with White Christmas? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah, you're like cinnamon. I told you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> all right. So that wraps up. Cooking, whatever. Yeah, that wraps up this week in pop culture history. Moving on, we have a couple of things to, to talk about and think about. We asked for your comments. Uh, last week, you guys remember, I hope, <laughs> I don't know what you've done the last week. Uh, we went and saw The Last Jedi. We gave I our... not. Okay, well, we'll try to refresh your memory. Uh, we gave our thoughts on The Last Jedi last week. Um, what I want to do, and I asked people for their thoughts. I didn't get a whole lot of responses. Um, I, apparently, people haven't seen it yet still. Uh, but it could be. Yeah, there's people probably waiting for kids to be out of school, all that kind of yeah. stuff, take the whole family. Um, but now we're a week out from having seen it. Do you guys, have you thought about it at all in the last week? Has your opinion changed or strengthened of what you originally thought? Or And just to recap, if you haven't heard the last week's episode, all three of us here felt like none of us hated that movie. None of us felt like there was anything really to hate about it. None of us really loved the movie. We all just kind of were like, yeah, yeah, it was a Star Wars movie. It's better to have a Star Wars movie than not. We all liked it well enough for what it was, but none of us fell in love with it. None of us were totally disgusted by it, right? No, I could have. I might have changed it one up on the. You might have the top eleven list there. So you might have moved it up your rankings a little bit then. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. But you have to listen really closely at everyone else's comments. And then you're like, oh yeah, maybe I missed that part. Or you know, if you don't watch it but one time you may have missed some stuff. But there is some uh, hidden things in there that I listened to other people and they already had you know, clips and stuff. And right. So there were some Easter do. eggs that could bring it up one out of the eleven. Can you I, I'm, I'm kind of the same thing. I watched a lot of different people, you know, review it and stuff like that, and it doesn't move for me. I mean, it's still right where it's at. Pack, you know? I think it's about where you and it, where you I know, it. I I even watch it. You know, I'm a huge Kevin Smith fan, right. and so I try to watch all his stuff. And he did a review, and I, a short I, one, right? It was like thirty seconds, or uh, yeah, or an hour and a half, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it was. Okay. Almost belongs to the movie, but yeah. uh, it, you know, I wish I could have watched it the way he watched it. And been that emotionally so. involved. <laughs> yeah, maybe. That was like maybe. the first part. <laughs> yeah, maybe go back in time. But, um, but no, I, I wish I could because, again, I, I went in there like, I want to love this movie. I really do. I want to feel as happy as I felt watching the, you know, Star Wars Episode Four when I was a kid. I didn't, you know. And so I just. Even with everybody who's like hidden Easter eggs that they posted and everything like that, I thought maybe I'll watch it and there's stuff I missed and there's 
a different outlook of stuff that I was like, okay, maybe I was looking at it wrong. Maybe I wasn't in the right, you know, frame of mind or something. Even watching that, I was like, nope, still, still, <laughs> still same, still middle and of the pack. And I gotta take these guys, you know, to go see it here right. sometime soon, and maybe watching it with them, maybe we'll, I'll see it a little different, a second viewing. You know, I, I don't know. I have noticed, and we saw a little bit of this in our discussion last week. It seems like whatever Star Wars you are first exposed to or whatever imprints on you first, it seems to be the one that people are rating higher. For example, people our generation who saw the originals in the theaters and played with the original toys kind of hold those up on a pedestal. Whereas Dusty was too young for all that. I think you were born after Return of the Jedi even came out. And mm-hmm. so the ones that you saw in the theater first were the prequels, and you've got them rated higher. I remember last week yep. when we did our rankings. And the, the kids that are seeing these movies that have no preconceived notion of any of this other stuff that's gone on, the other six, seven movies, if you count Rogue One, they're loving the shit out of of these movies so I think it's just a matter of whatever Star Wars you see first is, and that really you know imprints on you that this is what well, Star our, Wars our is our fondest moments was racing down to the theaters you know to watch <laughs> yeah. the watch those you know on this time crunch and then wait six hours to watch a movie and it was all hyped up and there was you know hour long sword fights in the parking lot with lightsabers right. that's, that's some of the stuff I remember the most so and I think the older ones wouldn't appeal to me as much because I wasn't I wasn't there for that excitement and i think that's you know and that's true too what you're saying is that a lot of star wars has very little to do with the movies a lot of our appreciation or affinity or love or whatever for star wars comes from you know it was new back then it was cool all this stuff was cutting edge but we took the toys home you know we got the toys and we took them home and we relived those scenes in our toy boxes or backyards or when we worked at paul revere's together yes that's what i'm talking about yes exactly i'm pretty sure you still (laughs) have an attic full of those toys (laughs) I, i don't have them anymore but the point being that yeah it's it's the experiences that go with those movies because the movies by themselves i mean they're pretty good but they're not really going to make anybody's top 10 list in a lot of cases or maybe one or two of them do but it's you know it, it's the experiences that go with the movies that um, that kind of ties all of it together for a lot of us and so if your experience with the movie is our you've seen these last two you've seen the force awakens and the last jedi in theaters because you're young you don't have a, a history with them then yeah this is what star wars is for you if you saw the prequels and it was you know the all the stuff that went along with you know the first star wars to come out in you know years and 25 years whatever it was and and all the hype and the build-up and everything then yeah it was you know that's that's what star wars is if it was the old stuff and it was you know then that's what star wars is to you and so it's it's interesting to me to see online you know there's a small group of people that are very vocal that hated the movie and they're our age they're older star wars fans there's a there's a larger and just as vocal group of people that absolutely love the movie um and it's funny because the largest group that's not saying much of anything, I think, is probably where we all kind of fit into this. Was there's a lot of people that liked the movie, that, but didn't didn't have strong feelings about it one way or the other. They didn't love it, they didn't hate it. The problem is the people that hated it say everybody that liked or loved it is you know terrible. The people that loved it say anybody that just liked it or hated it is they're terrible people. It's this, it's the whole thing that you know that social media and you know everything that's going on right now in our society where you know you can't just be in the middle you can't just have a well it was okay opinion you you know if you didn't I'm pretty love sure it, luke skywalker has that opinion yeah at this point that's, that's what the whole movie's about is about balance right yeah it's about don't you know it's not all light side it's not all dark side yeah. the, you know the force doesn't live and die with the jedi well star wars doesn't live and die with the people that loved or hated these movies and you know it's there's a lot of people i think that just kind of in the middle of the road and are kind of tired of everybody telling us that we should have loved it or we should have 
hated it. Um, yeah, I, I think there are some things. Opinions. Yeah, <laughs> I think there are a lot of things that could have been done differently. The movie in my head would have been different, but nobody asked me to write or direct or act in the Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. So you know, they. You know, it's coming what, up. What we have is what we have, and yeah, I, you know, I, for me, like you're talking about whatever was ingrained in you, and maybe that's true because I think mine was my top two were Star Wars and Empire but then my third one was Rogue One right and you know I loved that movie for me it's twice the movie that the Last Jedi and the Force Awakens were combined. Yeah. To me. Yeah. And then I don't know if it's. I think it's because it was going back and two things. I think for me that, that Rogue One did is number one, it told the story set in the time that we talked about that you know Empire and uh, A New Hope, Star Wars, the original, were the top two movies for both of us because yeah. you know we are older, we have that connection with them, and so Rogue One's going back and telling stories in that time frame. But for me, I think too the bigger piece is you know. Darth Vader wasn't really that badass, you know. He had cool voice, deep, you know, James Earl Jones voice. And he had a, he had, he was black, while everybody else was in white, so he had looked visually different. It was striking, but he wasn't. Uh, he he really didn't do anything on screen that was, you know, he he. He poked a stick at Obi-Wan when Obi-Wan poked it back at him. That was the yeah. first, you know, he got shot out of the sky by Han Solo on the Death Star run. He, uh, you know, he fought Luke to a near draw before Luke decided to jump after losing his hand in you know, Empire. So <laughs> he, he hasn't done a whole lot in these, you know, those first three movies. And Rogue One was the first time we really got to see, oh, that's the badass. You know, that's Darth Vader right well, there. Well, we seen him in uh, episode three. That was the becoming of a badass. Yeah, but it wasn't really. I mean, it was still, you know, he didn't, he wasn't Darth Vader at that point. He didn't have the, the uniform on. He You know, it was, it was really heavy CGI. And I'm sure that Rogue One was also, but, you know, it looked more like it was should have could have been practical it looked a lot like the older films with, that were practical so yeah. um, that was kind of our first time seeing Vader in the armor with a lightsaber using the force choking people out and sticking his sword in whatever and you know slicing through people and you know for me that was kind of like oh that's the that's the Vader I always had that, that never showed up on screen that's the one that was in my head that was you know that was him so yeah you like to watch him stick his sword in things. I like watching him stick his sword <laughs> in those fellas I'm sorry what <laughs> Well, the, you know, The Last Jedi, I mean, it'd be interesting to see what maybe was in there to begin with, you know, what was taken out because of all the stuff that went on and that. Would it have made it? Were there stuff taken out that you were like, you might be like, oh, well, hey, that actually makes, you know, catches my attention more. Or something. Hang on a second. Hey, don't be doing that. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. They're like we're protectors, but, <laughs> but like uh, Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> hey, but, enough. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I uh, like I said. I and it seems to be consensus. You know, there's no one who's just like, well, that I've seen that's just out and out hated it. Right. You know, I'm sure there are, but. You're just supposed to be on a podcast. <laughs> I'd apparently so. <laughs> but, uh, I think your kids are home. Yeah, everybody got home. But, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Seriously, Sam, it's okay. You're stopping the show, dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I think for me with Last Jedi, two things for me personally that kept me from loving that movie. Sam, seriously, if you have nothing to contribute, don't just make noise, okay? Yeah, because I don't even think you're talking about The Last Jedi. I think you're talking about something else. (laughs) For me, it felt like, you know, it was kind of like when you first watched Thor Ragnarok. 
you know, right off the bat, Thor's hanging from a chain, cracking jokes with the fire giant, and it's kind of like sets the tone for the movie. Like, oh, that's that, that's what this movie's going to be. Okay, yeah. I felt like the attempts at some of that comedy, that goofy comedy, if you want to call it that, or whatever. I'm gonna go. Hey, Lily, do you mind shutting that door on the inside door, please and thank you? Now you know why I don't have any dogs. Yeah, <laughs> it felt like some of the jokey stuff was fine it wasn't like out of place it just went on a little bit too long like that whole scene at the beginning you know waiting for general hux yeah. that could have been cut in half and you would have still gotten the funny effect out of it without yeah. having it drag same with you know chewy and the eating the poor you know it was funny when you saw it and it was funny when they went back to it a second time but by like the third and fourth time it was like you could have cut some of that down you know it felt like some of that stuff was just a little the the comedic timing was off i got the jokes and that they were funny they just weren't well executed it, I guess. Well, and her going down in the dark hole, right. that could have been completely taken out and just left the mystery mm-hmm. and just let us think, what is down there? What could be down there? And left that whole scene out. Yeah, it could have just gone immediately to her standing in front of the smoky reflection and skipped the whole, look, there's a thousand reflections of her down here. That, it, that didn't add or anything to the Or not even that, movie. just <laughs> have her looking into it and start to be like, what is, and then Luke bringing her, yeah. you know, whatever. Could have done that. Yeah, absolutely. Just something to, I mean, there's a lot of wasted stuff that's like, you could have put something else or had a two-hour movie, you know, yeah. or whatever, you know, but... Yeah. But again, no one asked us to come <laughs> exactly. and direct it or... <laughs> the other piece for me is that, you know, anytime you had two or more of the original characters <laughs> on screen, that was pretty cool. If you had... You know, Luke and Chewie on screen, or Luke and R2, or Luke and Yoda, or Leia and Luke, or, you know, anything. Anytime you had two of those older characters interacting, it was one of those, yeah. like, you wanted to cheer moments, like Chewie's bitching Luke out. Yeah. He's like, oh, hey, this is sacred ground. Watch your mouth. You know? <laughs> or, you know, R2's playing the old hologram from the yeah. original. You know, it's like, those were cool moments. Or Yoda, you know. Yeah, the, those were great because you got to relate to your childhood heroes. You did. And yeah. also, I mean, let's say outside of the fighter pilot, Poe, none of these other characters really have any charisma on screen i mean i'm not i'm not buying you know like we i think dusty brought up last week finn's just a worthless character i mean he, I he does nothing but i mean surely in this if they, this third movie something big's gonna have to be with like a huge reveal with him if not i agree with dusty 100 why put him in the movie you've got that that and i've seen other people i have a guy i was interacting with talking with on uh, social media was saying you know, he's seen other movies with that actor and he just doesn't seem like a good actor he's not compelling to watch he doesn't draw your eye to the screen yeah because uh, think about it if he wasn't in the movie you wouldn't miss him i mean that you know what's his nuts could have gotten away got to the planet and ray could have found him and the movie could just move on from there and without him altogether and the, yeah he's contributed nothing yeah it, it same you know i mean i know ray everybody loves ray and ray's a, a female and it's a jedi but she's just not she's just not compelling to watch on screen she doesn't have a lot of emotion she she doesn't she's pretty wooden as an actress in this role that's a good word I like that wooden she's just she is what she is you're gonna get her and 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 Kylo Ren I just 
I haven't. I still haven't bought him as a villain, no matter what he's done in these movies. Yeah. And as an actor, I just you know his nipples had more range than his face did in this movie. <laughs> so it's just I, know, I just I'm not finding these. Do this, a whole show on that. But all right. <laughs> I'm not finding these new stars of this new where the direction is going to be compelling to watch on screen. It's kind of Ren nudes on your Christmas list. <laughs> <laughs> it might be. I was more sure. Stay tuned. <laughs> I, I agree. You know it's. He is almost a character that, again, yeah, he's a part of it. But if you really never had him in it, would you miss him? I right. mean, I mean, he's, he's a, the connection between. Bring back Darth Maul. <laughs> exactly. You could have gone that route. It would, you know. But yeah, he's. If he wasn't, you know, Leia and Han's kid, he would just be another dude in the galaxy that's just kind of a jerk and you know he could have played the role of the fighter pilot guy though just as easily following in his dad's footsteps you know being this awesome pilot and you know kind of the smuggler role and then had some just real badass guy play kylo ren that was not not even of human race you know we could have had a different story well we've had you know like you said yes Darth vader Never did anything spectacular on screen, but they built up enough of the. He had a reputation. Yeah, so yeah. it was like cool, and you know, and you had, you know, you go back to having Darth Maul, and you know, you're like, uh, what is this? We've yeah, never seen like, that. Is amazing. Yeah, and if you put Darth Maul next to Kylo Ren, you're like, there's no contest. <laughs> no, not at you all. You know, it's like it's not nosed kid compared to a man. You know, and it's exactly. just like, and even you know some of the other. Uh, Count Dooku, I mean, his role's in there. He still had a... He had a presence on screen that you... Yeah. So you bought that, like, this dude could... He'd been through some stuff. He's done some... And it's not the age of the character. It's just the presence on screen. Right. And, And, yeah, these newer... These new actors and actresses they brought in just don't have anything compelling. I think that's what I was looking for. I think you guys just named it. When I was said, oh, there was something missing to the movies why I couldn't rank them very high. That's what it is. There is no badassness in the Sith anymore. It's all melodramatic. Right. And there's yeah. no, there's just, it's not there. I yeah, think that, I think you guys just way. hit it on the head. You're like, why do I fear Snook? I wouldn't fear him. I mean, yeah, he's powerful whatever but i mean it, you almost are led to believe that ray is if pretty much met, as powerful as he is well, so. well now if you had met a snook looking person in a dark alleyway <laughs> your, your mind might change just a little bit if you were if somebody knocked on your door on a saturday <laughs> and we shined a flashlight in your window and it looked like snow and snook's yeah. face was peeping through your window you, you'd a call it a fear one well, you've never seen me answer the door at night and what i have in my hand when i do so and dark alleys i'm not afraid of much so yeah and, and, and another thing too just kind of along the same lines like the empire you know everything we saw was on a ship or you know on the death star or whatever but the empire you could you know it felt like they were everywhere and everybody was oppressed and when you go to row 1 that's what you see is that you know their empires everywhere the first order it's like okay they had a base it got blown up in the first one and and the movie picks up you know last jedi picks up right after that and they're all chasing down the resistance and smokes and, and so like is the first order doesn't feel like it's as pervasive as the empire was it's like okay they've got six big ships compared to your two okay now they've got six they've got what three big ships now compared to your you got a couple of little ships and everybody fits on the falcon by the end of the movie but they don't feel as 
a big of a threat or you know and just based on what we've seen on screen i'm sure and i've heard folks say well oh the, you know this character is awesome because if you've read this book or that book and read these three comics well no i haven't i've watched the movie and phasma is on screen for 30 seconds and she gets beat and gets dropped into a flame so yeah you know it's just you know it, it, there's just not that real feeling of yeah know, that, i've tried to go on where people do reviews and kind of like okay here's the comic books and here's these characters and blah blah you know right. trying to build it up and i'm like well i'll watch this because i don't i don't read the comic books i don't do all that kind of stuff and i've never really have so i was like okay maybe if i watch some of these i'll get more of an appreciation for who these characters are and i'm like right. nope still still not well, I, that's so. what i done too is i you know i sit there and listen to everybody else's reviews on the topic and i just I mean, that's why I got it one higher because there was some little hidden features in there that we didn't catch and didn't talk about. But you know, it's it's still pretty low on the list. I can't get back to the Darth Maul and the the ninja <laughs> skills, man. You can't beat that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to have something. You got to, and it, it amazes me for as long as it takes to cast these movies, right? And then get them going, and you know, you're making these movies. It's like, okay, you're spending years doing this and millions of dollars. You and- did not. Did just a handful of people show up for the casting of Kylo Ren? Did <laughs> right. you know so many people show up? You know, it's like. I get it that every director has their idea. This is who I want to play, blah, blah. And is it like, okay, are these people being picked because, hey, I dug their performance in this thing and I'm a big fan, so I want them? Or you need to actually, like, look for, you know, inter- or audition 200 people to play right. Kyle Rand say, whoa, I really want this guy, but that guy's, man, he walked in the room and it's like, wow, right. okay, you know. He force pulled the desk to himself. <laughs> right. That would be impressive. He got our attention. Yeah, <laughs> You're exactly. hired, don't choke me. But, you know, that kind of stuff. And then, you know, you have all these this time to uh, write these scripts and everything like that. It's like, how do you not I mean is I don't know if it's maybe because it's Disney and they're trying to be follow a certain pattern I don't know and I know there there is patterns to writing right. movies and they they stick with them stuff I've, I've seen that explain I don't understand it because it's not my thing but uh, I get that but it's like I don't know if you watched the, if you were associated with or even watched The Force Awakens you would almost want to go okay for our second one we need to do some stuff you know well, and i think that yeah it was i think it was on the kevin smith thing that he called there were a lot of moments in there where he called him you know i what he i forget exactly how he phrased him fuck you jj moments or yeah. whatever you know it was like yeah this is what we did and now we're going to completely destroy what you did and yeah. this other. and that's fine it's just i just, i still feel like you know if that's all you're going to do with some of these legacy characters if you're going to spend a good portion of your movie on Casino Planet, you know, Racetrack Planet, whatever it is, man, do something, you know, if you're going to spend that much time on that part of the story with those characters, you've got to be willing to put a little bit of time into giving us something with some of these other characters that, for you and I, the, the people that have jobs and paying the ticket costs for, to bring yeah. our kids to it, we came to see them. Yeah. Give us more with these other characters. You know, I, I think somebody might have been Kevin Smith was talking about, you know, why not have, you know, you've got Chewbacca talking to Luke and Luke's, you know, where's, you know, Chewie's here and the Falcon's here. Where's Han? 
on, you know, why not have Chewbacca? You can't understand a word he's saying, but have Chewbacca explaining to Luke what happened. And so you give Mark Hamill this chance to, you know, you, all you hear is, rrr, 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 but you yeah. give him this chance to be like experiencing that and, you know, seeing that and a chance to have those emotions on screen. And, and yeah. maybe, you know, we've always heard about how badass Chewbacca was. Maybe Chewbacca you know, pushes him for not being there or whatever, you know, and yeah. it's, you know, give these characters a little something more, you know, instead of, you know, Chewie's there for comic relief to swear and we can't hear it and then to eat a porg but not yeah. eat the porg because, you know, you know, give us give us something else. We'll give us some meat with some of these characters that we you know we wanted to see. I know you might as well bring back Boba Fett to serve the table <laughs> at the Emperor's thing or something. Right. It's like you know, you're you're kinda castrating these characters in a way and not letting them be who they are, you know. And yeah. They're trying to like they're trying to focus on all these new characters. It's like, well, that's great. You can shine the spotlight on them all you want to, but if they don't sparkle, they're not getting my attention, you know. So. Exactly. And that's the thing, you know, we you know, I'm all about you know the storylines. It makes sense that you know, and again, the only character that of this new crop that draws your eye to the screen is you know is Poe and it's great that you've got Leia who's done the battles she was the one in you know the original Star Wars she's charging around the corner with a gun in her hand in her in her robes and stuff shooting at stormtroopers and now she's the one teaching him you can't always run in and start shooting stuff you got to know when to back off you got to know when to have a plan you got so that I'm all for that and I'm all for Luke having you know passing on the Jedi secrets you just got to give us passing on this knowledge to a new crop and a new generation you got to give us people that we care about seeing them receive this knowledge and continue this journey you know? yeah and we, we you know you took all that time going back to that the dark hole on the island right the pork thing the all these other little things you spent all this time doing that but these important moments like you just said that's what made me think of this of him training her something was almost like an afterthought well he gave her he told her i'm gonna give you three lessons and we only got to see two the third lesson was cut yeah. we didn't even get to see that because we got to spend more time running with you know you know what's things. funny is you guys have really turned the leaf like i was dogging it last week and now now i'm sitting here kind of quiet and you guys are just ripping into this movie like no other i'm like yeah i, I told you fellas to come around <laughs> well, again i still have time to think of. i still like the movie i still like uh, you know some star wars is better than no star wars and this is certainly better in my mind than some of the star wars we got you know and Maybe we were, were missing the the solo movies, you know, the character based movies. We should maybe we needed those first, and then then play continue back with the regular story, and then we would have had a different feeling about it. Because now you're looking at you're not looking at Harrison Ford. You're looking at another person who's portraying the Harrison Ford character, and that would have brought us up to the new points. I think if they would have film the movies in a different order we might feel differently so if we'd gotten a movie that showed poe being the hot dog pilot before we got him in the force awakens or if we'd gotten even if we Laura got the- dern's character who the lady that you know went into hyperspace or went into light speed princess leah's childhood best friend it's like oh well who are you <laughs> if we'd gotten a movie where we saw her winning the battles and this is why she's next in command yeah then we would be more yes, likely to that's what that's what i'm saying yeah i i, I can agree with that here's yeah. our characters love them love yeah. them i said love them when you know yeah. nothing about these characters 
you you can't enjoy them if you had already seen an hour and a half movie or you know telling their story then you know that character you know I don't know I want to sit through an hour and a half of Finn as a stormtrooper well I'm not saying <laughs> that. Because, again it goes back to you got to have character actors that you want to watch if we would have seen the her parents you know maybe some of the how they lived or whatever you know being the drug addicts or you know you know telling that story of her being born and brought us back there and then we would have kind of got a better feeling for her not being wooden like you said well if you kind of worked it in you know you like you have that little quick story of the stable hands and the kids and then you at the end of the movie how that goes you know if there right. was maybe one of those movies that maybe they focused on something bigger but had little moments like mm-hmm. you actually saw Finn and if he is you know like I mentioned the toy right. had released that yeah. he was a Calvarisian you know or whatever if you could have saw that him being taken in some kind of part of something you know showing like the Cloud City being you know ravished at the end of uh, well, that Empire or whatever and, and him getting taken and, and trained yeah. or something or and, show us yeah. the battle on whatever planet it is that Ray's from and show yeah. her you know I, I, so I 100% you, agree if you squeeze those little stories in like you did the little stable kids then it'd be like oh and give us you'd have to do something with Finn to make us go I okay I can like this character if he is Lando's kid or whatever you know or grandkid or whatever that factors into it there's only three there's only three black guys in the whole series yeah, so got, he's got to be well, related to somebody we got Bubba Fett's backstory as a kid see right, yeah. and because of that we met, then grew attached to that character yeah, and that we, was squeezed into it was him squeezed just being into in the movie Django that's exactly what we needed you yeah. kind of got okay Bubba uh, Bubba was like you know he, he was all about he knew that his dad did what he did and his he was, kid he was, was trained to do that stuff so, yeah, yeah so the, and that didn't take up a huge part of that movie nope. but it told you a lot of what you need to know like oh i get why he's that away so yeah that would have been a smart idea yes. to put us uh, put a movie in there sign me up to direct <laughs> there you go and just to write the story i mean i can make a better movie <laughs> man I, i'll be honest with you there's a lot of good people out there writing Star Wars fiction enough to be like, maybe we should check some of these out and see, hey, this one's actually, people are digging it. I dig it. Let's make that our story. Or if you, know? you don't make that your story, at least say, this person came up with a pretty good idea. Yeah. You know, let's Borrow see what other ideas they yeah. have. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Have them. Have them throw some input in. You're throwing that much money at it. You chip off somebody a couple of thousand or a couple tens of thousands of dollars. It doesn't add that much more to your budget. And somebody feels like, I contributed. If you got you know, somebody don't, writing. Don't give them money. <laughs> your name's going to be at the end credits at the Star Wars movie. You know, well, as you one could of the give credited. them something. Though. I mean, even if you gave them 10 grand, if they did the lion's share of the writing the anybody writing fan art would be like oh my god yes yeah, and then you, like you said put their names up there you give them you give them a credit on the movie and you fly them out for the premiere and put them up in a hotel for that day that evening or whatever and, and you know yeah they'll yeah, I know, oh, yeah, I know there are guild rules and there's a minimums that you have to pay people and there are other certain things involved legal pieces involved but yeah who what star wars fan is going to that trouble of doing these things on their own for their own enjoyment anyway yeah. wouldn't just chomp at the bit to be involved in it in an official way as well, I don't know if they get to and let's say that movie is you know the success of Rogue One 
you know, as a newer movie goes, not going back to the old right. ones, but if it has that kind of success and that kind of love, then holy crap, what doors would that open for this person as a writer for other Absolutely. stuff? So Absolutely. It's something to think about. I mean, those I, I, I get it. Those people are like, these are our people. We deal with these people. These are This person has we, a track record. Yeah. They've been in the business for X number of years. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. hey, that's great, but you're coming up with all these things like these Wonder Woman directors and all this other stuff. These are people that normally wouldn't have gotten looked at necessarily that are putting out amazing work all, yep. all the way from the writers to whatever and the costume designers and just all these kind of people that were maybe just not really thought of. It's like, hey, why don't we start looking at some of those people not in our clique and seeing what we can get, you know? Yeah. You know, there's something I always thought would be fun. If Maybe we'll do this. Maybe we'll do this and we'll do it on a, when we talk about having an audience podcast or something or we can find a couple people. But I always thought, I took, you know, I love Star Wars, the original movie, and I love the movie Casablanca, the old black and white film. I don't you guys probably don't care. But, but I always thought, what if you just took those Star Wars characters and put them in Casablanca and made it instead of that Casablanca is at most eyes like the spaceport, you know, from the first, you know, this uh, the first Star Wars movie. So you have most of the same dialogue with these uh, with these different characters. And I, I always thought that'd be a fun piece of fan fiction like or whatever. Talking like Bogart, and that? Yeah, but what if you know? What if instead of uh, Bogart playing Rick in Casablanca, you had <laughs> Han Solo? And you know, what if the woman that he left behind, Ilsa, was you know Princess Leia, and you know, and play it up? You know, you've got the Nazis, Germans that are coming in, and you know. And instead, you have the empire, and you know you can you can play with that so many different ways. And you know you've got the dirty French cop in town, and you know what if that was Lando, or you know, so maybe we'll do that. Maybe I'll put some time into writing that up, and we'll find some folks that want to do it over the, a couple of podcasts or something, and, and see if it yeah. looks. You have way too much time on your hands. I do. <laughs> I got a lot of time. On my hands. It could work as like an HBO movie or yeah, something. Yeah, like that. I'm not saying it's it still going to be in black and white. But I'm not saying we're going to film it. <laughs> I'm saying it was. We're not going to film it. We'll just do it as a audio thing, you know. No, I want to see this movie made. Though. <laughs> yeah, well, Kenny well, says yeah. there can be no reality without <laughs> it being made. Exactly. <laughs> so, anyway, any other thoughts on Star Wars or on the Last Jedi at all? No, I'm pretty no, much done. With I it. think we've and we've beaten that horse. It, yeah. beaten that space horse. Yeah. <laughs> what was, those, what was those, the name of the things they were riding? Those space horses. Yeah, <laughs> they're not called space horses. <laughs> that's what they are. Space horses. <laughs> that's what they're called. That's the official term, I think. <laughs> Right. So that was our thoughts on The Last Jedi. We did also ask uh, folks on social media, send us your pop culture Christmas wish list because we're going to get into ours. Hey, and quick, real quick for yeah, that. Go ahead. Didn't we have a thing where we were sharing, asking people to share their Star Wars? We did, and I, we didn't get a whole lot there of There were so uh, many that we just couldn't <laughs> choose one. <laughs> no, 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 that was the opposite of the problem I think we had. It was uh, Zippy27. <laughs> Zippy's hijacked. Yeah. He says, F you guys. <laughs> cares about Star Wars. Well, like I told him last week, he can go fuck himself. I don't Zip, care. Zippy said something about the seagulls, and that was about it. So. <laughs> All right, it's my head so small. I guess so. All right, and then uh, we asked for pop people's uh, pop culture Christmas wish list, and we got uh, one I thought was a good one, and we can actually talk about. Uh, Lindsay and Ozark said her pop culture Christmas wish list is for a revival of the TV show The West Wing. 
I did not watch the West Wing because it was oh, on. It was on at a time when number one, I didn't really care about politics because I had other things going on in my life, and number two, I had kids. And when you have young kids, you don't get to sit down for an hour and watch heavy drama. You, I don't. You, you, you put on something in the background like pop-up video or yeah. you know, American Chopper, and just let you know, let it wash over you while you're trying to. That'd be Get like rest. Grey's Anatomy, ER, stuff like that. Yeah. I never watched any of that kind I of stuff. I have never seen any West Wing. Not, but it not was a, one episode. I know it was a critically acclaimed show. I know there are a lot of people that absolutely loved it. Um, and actually, but thank you, Lindsay, for, yeah, for writing, writing to us. Yeah. We appreciate it. Tell a friend. Have them do stuff, too. We don't care about you. We love you. Yeah, don't take that bad. You know, we, we like what we like. You like what you like. But, but please, NBC answer has, more questions. Well, NBC has been trying to get... <laughs> no, no, that's not cool. <laughs> NBC has been trying to get a West Wing uh, relaunch together. In November, uh, the Hollywood Reporter actually talked with the West Wing creator Aaron Sorkin and said he's been playing with the idea of a, of a revival. He was talking about having Ster- the actor Sterling K. Brown from the show This Is Us, another show a lot of people love and I've never watched because yeah, I don't have time for that. I hear good things about them. Yeah. Uh, would be the president. Uh, there'd be, he, quoting uh, Eric, Aaron Sorkin, says, quote, Sterling K. Brown uh, as the president and there's some kind of a jam, an emergency, a very delicate situation involving involving the threat of war or something. And President Bartlett, who was played by Martin Sheen in the original, um, who has long since retired as president in this story, uh, this story is consulted in the way that Bill Clinton used to consult with Nixon. End quote. So, not you know, we a, need a futuristic West Wing. <laughs> so basically, you're saying she's gonna maybe get her wish. Of she could twenty two fifty. Your twenty two fifty West Wing. Well, I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> I might watch it then. Would you? If they had laser sword and space horses? Yeah, and space VR horses. Runners. Really? You're going to watch it in 2250? <laughs> no, 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 no. You'd no. <laughs> watch it next year if it was set in 2250. Oh, okay. The setting it. has to be. Sorry, sorry, I missed that part. I was like, do you know something we don't know? He's so like, oh, the new year is not 2018. <laughs> He's going with a Mayan calendar. In the year yeah. 6000. We're doing gonna... some kind of Agents of Shield thing. It's going to move on in the future. So Lindsay may get her wish, uh, maybe well, not this year. But well, I hope it happens for you, Lindsay. We're hoping you have a Merry Christmas and that you get your Christmas wish list. Heck yeah. Uh, for next week's show, uh, we're going to be recording on the 30th of December. So we are going to be going over 2017, all the cool stuff we got in 2017 in pop culture. So for our listeners, send us your favorites uh, in pop culture from 2017. Again, pop culture can be movies, TV, music, entertainment in general, video games, comics, I don't care what it is. Send us what you loved about 2017 um, in pop culture. We can be reached. You can send it to us uh, in an email at popgoestheemail at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast, Or you can find us on Twitter at PGTC. That's Pop Goes the Culture Podcast. PGTC Podcast. And use the ha- hashtag, hashtag Pop Goes the Culture Podcast. Uh, and all of that information and more can be found uh, on our website at www.pgtcpodcast.com. Can we get the hashtag VR hookers? Is that taken already? I don't know. You can you can hashtag it. <laughs> hashtag us at VR hookers. 
Maybe so. You know, if you hashtag it, if you send us something, you send us your favorites and pop books from 2017, and you use the hashtag VRHookers, we will find it. <laughs> we will use it. We, you know, we right. use it. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll use it in our show, hopefully, depending on what you're talking about. Yeah, it has to. It can't be too bad. <laughs> Maybe we'll go over it before the show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, finishing up, uh, rounding off our evening, our afternoon here, uh, we're going to talk about our pop culture Christmas list. What we want for Christmas in pop culture into 2018. Uh, so, fellas, we'll just we can go around. Robin, we can just kind of go around the room. If you have something, throw it out there. Kenny, I know you had something you were thinking about. What's on your uh, pop culture Christmas list for 2018? For me, pop culture, I don't follow a lot of stuff. I mean, I get it here and there through the kids or whatever, but for me, it'd be uh, my like the CW superhero shows or like right. Gotham stuff like that and I for me a Christmas thing would be I kind of got it early with like Gotham having uh, Solomon Grundy, Grundy. Yeah, I knew you were going there it's like my favorite character from the Super Friends and stuff and uh They've kind of, this last episode, they kind of had him remembering that he's Butch. Right. And I'm like, no, 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 don't do that. I, I want him to stay Solomon Grundy. So that'd be one of my Christmas lists. Okay. Do not put him back to Butch. Please. <laughs> Keep Solomon Grundy. Keep Solomon Grundy. And then the CW shows, my Christmas list would be for Arrow to something <laughs> just stop being arrow stop being be. the last jedi <laughs> give yeah, us something exciting because i i don't want to hate that show and there's been some good stuff in there and I've, i that's why i keep watching it but i would love to see and then for the rest of them just keep creating that magic don't don't slack off don't say okay we're coasting now like they did like savitar stuff with flash and that seemed like it coasted a little bit so maybe the first half of the yeah. season of supergirl this season because there's not a lot of stuff i i watch i mean there is but there's not and i just i the little bit that i do don't screw up <laughs> so that would be my wish i guess all right well i'm gonna jump in then because playing off of that a little bit you know what i would like to see them do you know we've talked before about how the CW doesn't cancel shows a whole lot. <laughs> they, they do it occasionally, but you know what is it? Supernatural's been on the air for 12, 13 seasons, 11 seasons, something like that. They've had other yeah. shows that have ran forever. That's his favorite. He loves that. Yeah, a lot of people do. Uh, they, so... You know, and the CW as a network only has 10 hours of programming a week. They only do two hours of primetime programming Monday through Friday. So it doesn't leave you a whole lot of room. And so and, you know, now they're bringing Black Lightning's their new superhero show. Um, to make room for that, they're going to start, when they come back from the break at the mid-season, they're going to start with Supergirl for a few weeks. Then they're going to stop, and then they're going to do, in the Supergirl spot, they're going to do Legends of Tomorrow until it's finished its run, and then they're going to bring Supergirl back in. Okay. What I would like to see, you know, we had a lot of fun with these crossovers this year in particular they were, they were really well done i would like to see our cw shows get down to one or two shows um you know you can do if you did that and there's so many names in the comics you can rip off you can call them the justice league you can just do a brave and the bold whatever you want to call it you know legends of tomorrow is kind of doing their thing but give us you know short bursts of you know here's a three episode arc with supergirl so for the next three weeks you're going to get a supergirl show at this time and then the next three weeks it's a flash story the next three weeks it's a arrow story don't try to do you know the main story this week is the flash but then we're going to throw in a scene with arrow and we're going to throw in a 
scene with Supergirl. Don't do that. Just give us a solid, you know, you, you usually in these and in the past, they've had like a villain of the week. Give us a hero of the week and give us a, like a small, because in comics, you know, most of your stories are four to six issues long, sometimes 12 if it's a big event. But, you know, give us a three, three episode show of Supergirl during this whatever you want to call this show mm-hmm. and then give us you know three of the flash and three of our and then at, at your during ratings week during sweeps week in november end of november and then the end of may give us those crossovers and so what supergirl is dealing with for her three episodes is separate but it ties back at the end of it it's kind of like putting a puzzle together you don't you know you know what the front of the box looks like but you don't know how it all these individual pieces go together until you start working it you know at the end of the season you can have like oh this was connected this way because the bad guy that was on Arrow is working with the bad guy that was on the Flash and at the end of the season they all come together you yeah, see the big you thinking. see the big yeah. plan and it's you know it's more of a you know kind of like the super friends kind of thing yeah you know? that's it's exactly like, where I was hoping you were going with that so I'd give love us to see give that. us that or give us two you know two shows a week instead of four or five and having to figure out well we're gonna have to put this one on a break for a while and you know it, I understand you know that the actors would probably be paid less because they're doing less work but you know there's so many ways that those things are already connected if you could just put them all together have one or two shows and do a couple of shows really well if you've only got to come up with let's say four supergirl three episode arcs during the season or you know whatever three 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 episode arcs that gives you nine for supergirl episodes you got to play in nine for the flash nine whatever so that you get to your full season order and you know you've got a couple of big crossovers in there yeah, you could it could be a lot tighter of a show. You could you know it, it would be I think a lot more compelling to watch. You wouldn't have, well, we got to do twenty three episodes this season, so let's do an episode that's a flashback about how he got this tattoo. Or you yeah. know you could cut some of that off and, yeah, and really have fully. a tight show, you know, or a series of shows that way. So that would be on my Christmas list to kind of go along with what you were saying. Dusty, do you have I must have really fell off the wagon back there because I don't know anything about any, you don't what watch you guys shows, are talking yeah. about. So that's why I'm just like, yep, almost fell asleep there. <laughs> sounds, good, sounds good. You guys do that. <laughs> All right, Dusty, you uh, Okay, so let's see. I don't ever ask for anything, but uh, some Stranger Things Season 3 for... Uh, would be nice for fourth quarter 2018. Uh, Is there anything you'd like to see on season three of Stranger Things? No, keep up the good work, fellas. <laughs> uh, let's see. Just Dark, for you guys who haven't seen Dark, it's a, uh, I think it's a German show that's dubbed over in English. Really good show. It's Just on fi- Netflix, right? It's on Netflix. Yep. A season two of that, which is in the making. Um, I don't know if it's going to be fourth quarter 2018 or first quarter 2019. Since I'm trying to hit on things that might be at the Christmas time of 2018. Right. Um, and there's a new video game coming out around that same time called Anthem. Looks really well, like an MMO, a third-person shooter, like a Destiny. Um, it's a Destiny-type game, but you know it's got a lot more MMO qualities to it. So... Those are the three things that came to hit. You know, I have a hard mind, time so. with a lot of those MMO first-person shooters or third-person shooters because it seems like even the ones that are really well done, they just 
they don't allow for very many people to play at once because they're so because you you know there's a lot going on you can't you know lag plays a factor and things but I remember you know we used to play the original Planet Side on PC over crappy internet connections on really bad computers with the, the settings turned all the way down and we had a blast on that playing I, all those people we did but that was PC right that we the console cannot handle. It can't handle that. But the you consoles can, today are, if you could, if you could do less intense graphics, because a lot of the consoles, it's two things: it's processor and it's graphics. So right. if you can tone down your graphics and put more of your processing power into rendering more, so you're saying lower quality images on the Fortnite, screen. Fortnite, which has probably got the same amount of players. You know, and, right. and the new game, the uh, Player Unknown Battlegrounds. Right. So that's they but took those, the graphics down, right, and made it to where there's a lot of people but on the map. Even those are capped at a hundred, right? A hundred, yeah. yeah. Fifty versus fifty, or hundred yeah, players still, free for all. There was, it might have seemed like that there was more of. Uh, more than a hundred on the planet side, I'm telling you, there wasn't. <laughs> well, there might have been a hundred on a continent, but they were spread out so far. Yeah, because Odin's got some comments because this kind of stuff is where I fall asleep because I don't do any of that. <laughs> Odin, Odin he's, the tech guy over he's here, chomping at the bit to say something. Odin, about. slide over here to the mic and jump in, or move that, spin that around, or yeah, there you go. Talk towards the red okay. dot there. Okay, right, <laughs> so um, you, you guys talking about uh, Planet Side? Well, Planet Side Two is. Uh, actually on PlayStation 4 and stuff. Right. And slide up there close, yeah, there you go. Yeah. And there there are actually like thousands of people in like a single server, like all going at the same time. Are they so. all on the same continent at once though or are they spread out across cuz I know with the original planet side cuz we dabbled with Did you play with two at all? No, I didn't have a machine that would even run yeah. two. They boost the graphics way up and I yeah. I, I couldn't play it. Yeah, Planet Side, the original, you could play on like a toaster oven <laughs> with a graphics <laughs> yeah, card. The original one, you could. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, I, that kind of thing where if you can get a game like that, where you can get those, because that what was fun was when you got into those huge battles, and you, I remember you and I would sit up in a sniper tower. We'd each have our sniper scope, and but we'd talk. It took more than call, one shot. It, well, that, yeah, a sniper shot took two shots on most armored, heavily armored people. You know, not in a mech suit or whatever. And so we would sit there and be talking over team speak or whatever, and we would call out a target, and then we'd just and we'd both fire on it. So we'd take them out. It's like they got one shot, but really it was the two of us hit. And they had no idea where it came from. While the battle of of other tens or hundreds of people is being taken place on the ground, we're up in the sniper tower, you know. And that was fun because there were plenty of targets. You weren't, you know, it was it wasn't hard. It was just which target are we going to take this time? So there was always with that many people playing, there was always something going on. The problem well, I have with a lot of those games is that, like even at you know, Fortnite, for example, I played that, and and the problem is that you're either dead immediately or you're spending a lot of time kind of playing hide and seek which is fine but it's like if there were more people well you have the games like Battlefield right. you know, which is, is but even those basically, are capped at, what 16 it's 100 is it yeah so you're still 100 seems to be the hard cap on a lot of these it will turn the graphics down Give us something cartoony, even if it looks like World of Warcraft. Give us something that's less graphic intense that you can have more people playing at once. And I, and, and you know what? I'll throw it on. I'll, I'll, I'm adding this to my Christmas list, Santa. 
give us cross-platform play so we can so I can play on my PlayStation and you can play on your Xbox One and somebody else can play on their PC and we can all get together and play. Well, we can play PC and we can play Xbox. Xbox. Yeah. But that's yeah. it. Like, uh, I, I would absolutely love uh, cross-platform because I have a lot of friends who have, like, Xbox One and all that. And I'm just like, I want to play with you, but I can't. So that's on Odin's list. I'll, I'll take it off mine. My dad's an asshole. Won't buy me forty consoles. <laughs> don't worry, I don't have forty consoles either. And that's the thing. The Xbox One's pretty cheap now, unless you buy the X. Yeah. Which that's that, just talking about what you talked about. People are starting to move into the PC graphics. You know, the consoles are moving into keeping up with PC on graphics side. Right. So what you're asking for is not that far out. I don't think it's. Eventually, well, uh, neither were VR hookers. We still haven't gotten those from last week. So, oh, but one day. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying that uh, probably by the next generation console, you can have more than a hundred people. You may have a thousand people. All right. Thanks, Odin, for jumping in there. Anything else? What else do you guys have, Kenny? Do you have anything else on your list for for Santa? I didn't until you Santa. had mentioned the. You would love to see the Prince Vault. Busted open and you know that music and the Casablanca, the videos and all that kind of stuff. You know, right? That Somebody he's shot and just put away in there. We know that would be amazing. We know there's countless hours of music that Prince has done and locked away in the Purple Palace and said, "This is mine." And you know, because of his disputes with the record companies and producers and stuff. And and we know there's part of a documentary that Kevin Smith shot with Prince. Yeah, that's hidden away in the Purple Palace somewhere. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of shirts versus blouses. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) There's got to be some footage of those uh, shirts versus versus blouses that pick up basketball games. Uh, but yeah, there's you know Prince has got a ton of stuff. I'm sure Michael Jackson's got stuff locked away, but I don't know how later in his in his career I wasn't digging his stuff as much. But I was Prince gonna say I really dug. don't care. No. Yeah. I mean nothing against anybody who loves Michael Jackson. Right. Just not my. He not never yet. was my thing. But yeah, the Prince, Prince vault would be one worth rating, I think. So maybe Santa can break in and that'd be amazing. I I would if that was an app. That would be one of the $10 apps. I'd be like, I want it. Yeah. I want it. And I would spend my time watching all that, listening to all of it. It'd be amazing. All right. Anything else, Dusty, you've got on your list? I, I think that's it. So, I, All right, then. Well, we will wrap up that portion of the show. We've got a few things on our Christmas list. Santa, if you're listening, uh, keep us in mind over the next couple of days. Yeah, and that Conan uh, replica sword, I'd like that too. But that's <laughs> there <not>. you go. <laughs> Conan? Oh, I've always wanted a Conan sword. I've got a Highlander one. The Right, uh, the Claymore. The Claymore for that. And I've always wanted the Katana one. But I had the Katana one, oh, the yeah? Highlander Katana. Yeah, you yeah. did. I remember yep. that. But yep. Conan's, it's one that I've, I, and I wanted a decent one, and those were always up around 200 bucks, you know. But I'm, I'm finding them cheaper here and there, so I'm hoping eventually You'll get one. I'll I remember uh, Dad testing out the sharpness, the laser sharpened <laughs> the blade. katana. On. He's like, how sharp you think this is? I'm like, I don't know. So he grabs it and like cuts, <laughs> cuts a bunch of watermelons in half as fast as, I'm like, now it's got watermelon juice on it. <laughs> it's, clean not my a, blade. it's not as cool as it was. Yeah, I remember you had that. All right, well, we're going to wrap up that part of the show. Uh, we're going to end, again, it's our Christmas episode, so we are going to end with any 
last thoughts about Christmas, Christmas memories, Christmas traditions, anything that just you think, uh, when you think of Christmas, this is what jumps into your mind. So fellas, feel free to jump in with anything you've got Christmassy that you want to talk about. Well, something that, oh, I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no. We, um, my grandpa had passed away, and we'd gone through a lot of the stuff at the house and all that, and uh, one of the things that ended up keeping and the wife wanted to get rid of but she kind of came uh, she knows how much i liked it um <laughs> you know dogs kids you know whatever but uh <laughs> yeah but um is we have one of those uh the hi-fi sets yeah and uh i just remember we used to listen to the old uh christmas albums being crosby elvis presley stuff like that and i just i love the sound of that of a record playing on those things right and it was something that these guys really haven't got to hear that they have a little bit but not a lot and uh everything the radio works on it the eight track player works on <laughs> it but the record something's gone and i guess my wife found somebody that can work on it so we're gonna get that repaired and i'm hoping to have that back in my uh in our house and at least for his last year of uh, being at home, at home before right. he goes to college just having those old christmas albums playing in uh, the home again and just i don't know it was always something that was very christmas to me so hopefully i get to share that with the kids so so the so christmas has a different meaning than it used to to us you know once you finally grow up and the presents aren't for you anymore <laughs> you have to start buying them yeah instead of getting them. so i guess the kids is what really gets you excited for christmas because you know as soon as the costumes come off from halloween the christmas songs on the radio come on and i mean you're you are black friday shopping a month before black friday even exists so right i guess every christmas i get a little bit excited because i mean i enjoy black friday shopping you guys don't do it but it's a madhouse and it's, <laughs> it's extremely extremely fun for me and my wife and, really oh yeah it's what do you what do you because for me i used to, have to do it all the time with the, my grandma and aunt and mom and i hated it so it's organized now it's not chaotic oh, yeah? it's yeah like every store most of them have roughly the same deal going on if you're looking for a certain tv you can find that version of it for around the same price at five different places so you there is no more snatching it out of somebody's hands because you know they got to it before you did or something like that but anyway to get back to the meaning you know when you hear christmas is about the kids now it's not even about me anymore so oh, i yeah. i enjoy shopping for them and you know before it was like what am i gonna get now it's the revolt the roles are reversed you know so they're all can we open a present before christmas and i'm like yeah we can have one one christmas eve my <laughs> wife goes no we're not you know and i was like uh well i used to she's like nope ain't gonna happen so so do like, you have it where you're just like i cannot wait to give them present and you yeah you want to give like, it to i want to like, sneak them one early yeah. and she's like no way yep. and so i mean i guess we all get excited around my house but you know the days leading up to christmas are chaotic with you know five family events you got to be at and you know trying to do a broadcast and there's a party going on at your house right now so and it's just i mean that's what the meaning of christmas is it's about the kids now absolutely absolutely all right well mine i'll finish up with this it's not 
even necessarily Christmas uh, specific. But well, uh, then we don't want to hear about yeah, it. Yeah, well, <laughs> this, is, this is kind of when I'm thinking about Christmas, and I'm thinking about you know, it's that time of year where you reflect on things, and you know, and you think about what Christmas is, and how Christmas is, and what you want it to be, and how you're going to try to be Christmas every day going in next year, and all that kind of stuff. Um, Dusty, this you remember our Uncle Bob? He passed away a few years ago. Yeah. Uh, We'd go to his house, and we wouldn't even go there at Christmas. So I don't know why this jumped into my head. We'd go there maybe once or twice at Christmas. But most of the time, we, we wouldn't even spend a whole lot of time at his house. We'd go maybe three or four well, the times The whole place was always filled with smoke. Oh, yeah. That was part of the reason <laughs> so, why we didn't go there. But, we can't but the back door was usually open. It was cracked as yeah, a screen. The, the screen door was open. Yeah. But if you remember, you know, part of it's because of the way the place was laid out with their windows and stuff. But you'd go to their house, and you'd knock on the door. And what, what would they yell? Do you remember? I, no, I they know. just they just yell, "Come on in!" Yeah, that's yeah, right. All, every time, they didn't even know who it was. They'd be off, <laughs> they'd be in the kitchen, or they'd be out in the backyard, you know, throwing horseshoes or doing something. But if the, if the door, somebody knocked on the door, rang the doorbell, "Come on, come on in!" You know. And so for me, that's kind of what I think about when I think about Christmas now is that you know we didn't go over there a lot, and like I so said, we didn't go over there a lot at Christmas. But every time you went over there. They were there, and you were welcome, and and based you know where they lived, and they had kids that were older than us, but there was always people there. You'd be going over there for a family thing, and there'd be like five or six neighbor families. Yeah, that the, would most be there. of them you didn't know. Actually, there was a lot of people there that could have been related to you, but you're not really sure, and you were afraid to ask. And, and then if you find out later, no, that's just so and so from down the street, and they brought their family over and stuff. So. You're like, I don't have an aunt Tina. But for me, when I think about you know, and they both passed away, and their oldest sons passed away, a lot of cancer and stuff going around. They, they were catching the cancer back and forth, and but uh. When I think about Christmas, and I think about just kind of that open door, you know, they never had the front door shut, even when it was cold. It was always the screen door was shut, and they'd have the storm window down if it was cold. But, you know, just, you know, trying to live with the door open a little bit more, trying to be more just, you know, again, kind of what this podcast, when we got it started, was about is, you know, spending time with the people, and it doesn't matter if they're related to you or not, just spending time with your your family, kind of the going back to like the you know, the, the, the movies like Toy Story and stuff that you know it's about a group of, of toys that aren't the same, but they kind of are their own family, and they all it's kind of what you call a found family, and just trying to be more open to those situations whenever they present themselves to to bring people in, and you know not try to live with your door shut, but live with you know your 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 door open and your table ready for whoever shows up, and and that to me is kind of when I think about for whatever reason when I was thinking about Christmas this year and thinking about what am I going to talk about just that idea that you know, it's kind of living more how they did with with your door open and just you know come on in let people whoever if it's family or friends or neighbors if they if they're if they're stopping by invite them in and you know sit down and talk and listen and and be more open to those opportunities as they present themselves and having a good time with the people that are around do you ever remember that the we there was always food there, right. but there was never a time to eat. Yeah, like it, people had ta- started that's, that's eating at nine a.m. Yeah, and it the, may be seven p.m. when you get there, and, and, still and, food. and there's still just as much food as there was. Like it was just a pier out of thin air, and they weren't it they, they, and they weren't well, yeah. and they weren't wealthy. They you know like no. you said they you know it was a simple house in a neighborhood in some of that old neighborhood here in town, and you know it's just you know simple people that just you know enjoyed it when folks stopped by 
to talk or to watch, you know, whatever, you know. And if you could tolerate, if you could tolerate the entire place being filled with smoke and all of your food tasting like cigarettes, <laughs> then it. <laughs> well, of course, back then you, you it's like, who cares? You know? yeah, yeah, exactly. Nowadays, you're like, my kids aren't going in there. We became soft over the years. Yeah. And, yeah, we kind of, of course, you know, dying from cancer. Did it? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. We didn't do the same thing, but we started kind of trying to do more, uh, like game nights. You right. know, we did it with you guys. You know, this yep. year and um, my brother and sister and uh, you know some of our friends. You know, we had them up to play apples to apples stuff like that. You know, <laughs> right. and you know the wife was when she was talking about wanting to do more. That like, she's a very social person. You know, and I'm not that I don't like people, but you just like certain people. <laughs> well, certain people, but also work. You know, keeps me going all the time. Right. I, I basically work seven days a week, so I don't. Right. I, 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 if I'm have a moment to visit with people that's the moment I could be working sometimes you know so I, and I got so caught up in that last year that I'm like you know what we've been talking about this it's stupid not to I mean you don't know you could be dead tomorrow or you could be dead in 50 years but you could have missed so much just working all the time and yes you need money for this you need all that but I'm realizing that I need to take time to come down here take that you know 10 12 minute drive and come visit you guys come a little further into ozark to visit some of my other friends you know stuff like that and it's i don't think about it until we're there that's like oh my gosh why are we not doing more of this stuff you know well, and like you said we did you know game night like during the summer after we got back from the con last year yep. and we meant to kept talking about we got to do this again this again then we had you know with with some hospital things yes. and different things happening there when school starts and but yeah it's you know there's no reason why we can't find time or try to make time to to get the families i mean my god i don't know if we could fit all three of our families in here we'd, we'd have to be pushing couches out of the way you have to make that a summer event where we can <laughs> be on the outside backyard. yeah my family alone is probably the size of both of yours so. yeah so if we could yeah but that's what i'm thinking about this year with christmas is just trying to whether it's Christmas or going forward into 2018, and, you know, we talked about some fun things. We want to see some cool games or TV or movies and music or whatever. But trying to trying to keep that open door and making that kind of the focus for next year is what I'm really going to try to. Focus That's a great on. thing, you know. It's kind of getting everybody back into the idea of hey. You know, everybody wants to change the world. They all want, well, sorry, everybody wants change in the world. <laughs> everybody wants, you know, this stuff. And everybody's so worried about, oh, well, the government's going to do this or blah, blah, stuff. You know, change comes in your house. You know, having your open door policy, having the game nights, having the family time, you know, everything the three of us have talked about. That's where it starts. And if you start bringing together your groups, your friends and stuff like that, then pretty soon that turns into maybe your friends that you invited over. It's like, you know what? We had so much fun with them. Let's we go should do have something with something. Them. Yeah, yeah, them. And then maybe they, two or three families come together like we talked about the three of ours coming together at some point. And just that will start getting people and it's, that's where the change will come from, starting in your house with Making your group, you know, your yep. clan, your whatever, doing that. Like you just said, make those connections again, and then that's going to spread. And we might just see those days of, 
you know, come on in, you know, neighbor, and come on in, you know, this and that. So yep. it's a nice thought. That's great. Yeah. It'd be great if, yeah, next year we're doing this podcast, the Christmas episode, and we had a bunch more people involved because everybody. Or we're doing it live in front of a. In front of a, an, an audience. audience. That, uh, yeah. yeah. Full of people, friends, and families. And yeah. maybe that's a private show where we just invite all of our and make it a Christmas party or something. Yeah. But even if we don't get between now and then, I mean, we want to try to make, do a live show, get a regular schedule going. But even if we can't before then, maybe we do rent out a room somewhere and do a podcast and do a live Christmas show and yeah, that'd be let fun. everybody, you know, kind of like the office Christmas party as, yeah. they, as they start. That would be fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, everybody bring a dish and yeah. you know, do it family style, you know. Yep. That'd be awesome. All right, we'll do it. Yeah. All you listeners, this is you. Yeah, we're talking to you. Bring it in here. Yeah. So that's it for this show. Um, again, Merry Christmas to everybody out there listening, whether you're hearing this on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, or in the weeks that follow, or or you're somewhere down the stream and you're listening to old stuff after we made it huge, and I wonder how these guys got started, and, or whatever the case may be. Uh, Merry Christmas. Take some time with your friends and family like we've been talking about, um, and tell us how that works for you. What are you doing this Christmas? Uh, you Again, you can find us uh, online at www.pgtcpodcast.com uh, you can find us on twitter facebook email links to all that stuff's on our website um, don't forget we're going to be talking about the best stuff the best pop culture stuff of 2017 in our next episode so send us that uh, on social media or email as well so we can work your comments like we worked Lindsay's comments in uh, we can work your comments in and if you're talking about uh, something besides the west wing maybe we'll know a little bit more about it <laughs> when we get to next week's show i love the west wing all right, so uh, again, that's it for this week. Uh, I am, again, Joey Mills with GeekDad.com. I am Kenny Wright with Freedom Hydrographics, and Merry Christmas to everyone. And I am Dusty Stafford, and you are like cinnamon. <laughs> <laughs> that's it for this week's show. Have a good week. Merry Christmas.